Good morning. Welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Jeff Parrott. I'm joined this morning by General Assignment Reporter and Salt Lake Tribune intern, Anastasia Hovum. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, thanks for coming into the studio. If you are listening to The Daily Buzz on your favorite podcast app, you won't be able to see us in the studio. So go ahead and check out the Salt Lake Tribune homepage and YouTube channel to see this interview in person. Anastasia. Let's go back about 12,000 years. We're walking across the Great Salt Lake Desert Valley. It's muddy. Our feet are wet. What does the valley look like? Yeah, so it looks extremely different from what you would see today. Um, Around 10,000 to 12,000 years ago, there was a really big freshwater lake over a lot of Nevada and Idaho and Utah, western Utah specifically. So you would see kind of a wet marshland. You would see a lake and all the parts that weren't, you know, submerged in water. You would see creeks and streams that you could walk through, which is what... freshwater. And freshwater, yeah. salinated water like we think of now. Exactly, because the remnants of this really big lake, um, Utah Lake, of course, which is freshwater, and the Great Salt Lake, you know, used to be part of this really big lake, but it was all freshwater at this time. Yeah, exactly. So these, all, everything was covered by this kind of swampy, wet water. Water, um, And if you've walked across a shallow stream or a creek before, you've kind of felt that suctioning when your footprint comes out of the mud, right? Like when you walk behind and the sand kind of rushes and fills it back in. It feels like you're getting stuck almost. Exactly. It's like kind of quicksanding. Yeah. Um, and you've kind of, you know, yanked your foot back out and kept walking. You know, that can leave behind a footprint that we can see even until today, which is really cool. And that is what some archaeologists just stumbled upon in the Great Salt this Lake Desert. Summer, just summer, right? Just yeah. a couple months ago, and you've done some reporting. What did those archaeologists tell you about the footprints? Can they tell us how long ago, like who it was? Yeah, it's really, really interesting. So they were just kind of um, these archaeologists. I talked to one of them. His name was Darren Duke. Um, So he's working with the Air Force to kind of survey this whole area because it's a really rich archaeological area um, just because of the way that erosion has occurred and the way that this really wet area I was just talking about dried up. We can see a lot of things from thousands and thousands of years ago. The Air Force, because it's out in Air Force property right now on a testing range maybe right they found it on the utah test and training range actually um so they were just kind of walking across this desert and he was with another archaeologist they were talking about some ancient footprints and one of the other archaeologists said yeah they kind of look like that and just kind of pointed and they found a bunch of footprints that we are kind of talking about today so they found 88 footprints belonging to both children and adults um from they think up to twelve thousand years ago um, no idea where they're going or what they were coming from and that like no other remains or no other artifacts found other than the footprint. Yeah, at this site. So what's really interesting too is that within a half mile in 2015, they actually found another kind of set of archaeological, you know, finds. They found a hearth, which is very cool. They also found burned tobacco seeds and that constituted the first time or the earliest that we've seen of human tobacco use. Uh, So that was kind of in this area at this time too. Um, And it's kind of interesting. They think that these people were from nearby uh, because of the way the tracks are. They're not like heading in one uniform direction all the way across what was what used to be this freshwater lake in this kind of swampy area, kind of milling about. They're kind of hanging out in groups. There were some areas where footprints were more concentrated so they could just like be hanging out. And they were also not wearing shoes. The people at this time did have, um, were wearing shoes. So if they weren't wearing shoes, they were probably close to home. I've heard these footprints, these kind of like windows into the past called ghost footprints, but that's 
I guess not really an appropriate way to refer to these tracks. Yeah, so when I was doing some reporting, um, I made the mistake myself. I said, oh, these ghost footprints. And one of the archaeologists said, you know, that's, you know, I think the term is, has been, you know, been come up with in good faith. I think people think that, you know, these footprints are kind of not really seen for a while and then it'll rain or, you know, erosion will occur and they kind of reappear and it's kind of like a ghost because then they disappear again. Um, but that's actually kind of, that term can be a bit offensive and also just inaccurate um, for indigenous people in these areas. These are not you know, ghosts. <laughs> These are very real people who are very real ancestors of living and breathing cultures today. So I think that's something to be conscious of. Did the archaeologists work with or notify the indigenous communities about these tracks? Like, what is that relationship like? Yeah, no, great question. So the Air Force Base on which these footprints were discovered closely works with like 21 um, indigenous tribes that are, you know, from this area. Um, and recently, or after they found the footprints, they managed, they were able to surprise the four representatives from these local tribal groups with the footprint discovery, which was really cool to hear about from these archaeologists that, you know, to see, you know, footprints of adults and children from that long ago and then to have their direct descendants, you know, right next to them on, you know, 12,000 years later at this exact area is was a really just sounded like a really great experience. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still working with, um, you know, how they're going to get these footprints out to the public and whatnot. But that's are they preserving them? Are they saving them? Kind of like what is next in the journey of these 12,000-year-old footprints? Yeah, what, what's next? Um, they, there are a couple of different options. Um, so they might make casts of these footprints. They might kind of dig some out. Um, there's some other things they can do to kind of like prevent erosion around the tracks. It's really interesting, you know, erosion is what is allowing us to see them in the first place, but it's also what's going to take them away. Um, so there's a lot of different options. Um, they can use a bunch of... 3D printing, 3D modeling of some kind. Um, there's a lot of new technologies at our disposal for how to, you know, share these because that is something that the Air Force spokespeople um, were saying is that they really do want to share this with a lot of people. So um, there's still some things to verify, but as soon as they can, I think they want to get these out to the public. Are there other tracks that have been discovered like this in Utah? I, I mean, Utah is famous for its dinosaur tracks in places but other human tracks? Yeah, so it made some pretty big headlines last year in September. Um, some archaeologists, um, one of which was actually part of this discovery in Utah, um, discovered footprints exactly like this, kind of exactly made in the same way. You know, they step in something wet and then sand and fills it and then they kind of erode away and come back. Creating like a cast in the moment. Exactly, okay. yeah. And then they can kind of dig it out and there's some really cool pictures that I think we're gonna share too. Um, and those were found in White Sands National Park in New Mexico. Um, but those footprints were found, they were able to do some carbon dating and they found that those footprints were probably from 23,000 years ago, which is about 10,000 years before archaeologists, scientists previously thought humans even arrived in the Americas. So that was a really, really big discovery. Um, the timing here is not nearly so as controversial. You know, these were 10 to 12,000 years ago. That's about what scientists have thought about since um, humans have been in the Americas. Um, but it's only the second such discovery of these kinds of footprints ever. So that's really cool that the second time is in Utah. And it kind of begs the question, like, they're probably a lot more in this area and what else can we find? And right here in our backyard. Yeah. Anastasia, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. really enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. And that's it for today. Thank you to Bethany Baker, who filmed and produced this podcast and this video. And as always, to the Salt Lake City band, the Pelicans, for our tunes. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>